we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Fucked with real bad. Tom DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that that's like... I got so stoned that I went <laughs> off on that tangent, but it like really disturbs me. Yeah, man. It, it really fucking disturbs me because number 11 in the GCB, the conspiratorial belief scale, is the government uses people as patsies to hide its involvement in criminal activity. So like... If you're lying to people and saying, yup, yup, it's just aliens that are, you know, using all this secret spacecraft and hacking your computer and your brain, that means that what you're actually doing is worse than that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the <laughs> inaugural episode of the Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. With me is the paranoid and probably right Willow Truman. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, everyone. Yeah. That was a that was a good cold open. I was really I was hoping I could I that could I catch would say something something fucking yeah. Ridiculous. Just Hell listen yeah. listen to me long enough, and I might say something <laughs> profound. So yeah, so this is a new show we're doing. Don't quite know what it's really gonna be about yet, except it's gonna be about weird shit. It's gonna be about some some nonsense. It's gonna be some, about some nonsense. Some bizarro. Some some brain fuckery. Yeah, are you, I think we're gonna talk about brain fuckery from kind of all the different disciplines of brain fuckery, the paranormal, the conspiracy, the magical, all the spooky. We're going to start with, well, the government probably fucking with people and making them believe in aliens. <laughs> is, 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 yes, uh, a, a proven, well, who's to believe anything that's out there? Don't believe anything, actually. Don't I think, believe anything. I think that's the, the safe... Um, the safe way to think just like don't believe anything but also believe everything and just keep the things that make you feel good <laughs> that's, that's good that's good advice that's good. you know who i don't believe though who's that the fucking navy yeah no, or do. the air force i'm very suspicious about the air force and oh they're gonna do what are they gonna do to me for this nothing they, they're not listening they're not listening they don't care so what, what are we talking about? So in recent years, um, unless you've been living under a rock, you've noticed that the, uh, the U.S. Navy has dethroned the Air Force as the spookiest of all military branches. Mm -hmm. Why? UFOs. Or to use the term the government insists upon, UAPs. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Okay. So, but hmm. if, let's say, the aliens aren't in the sky, but they're under the ocean, what, yeah. do, you, what do you call that then? Well, you call those USOs, Unidentified Submersible Objects. Oh, okay. But what do you call the ones that do both? U-S-O-A-P. You soap? You soap. <laughs> I don't know. You soap, I soap, everybody soap, so. Three UFO videos shot by Navy pilots, uh, they began hitting the mainstream media around 2017. It was also the year the New York Times broke the story of the Pentagon's secret UFO programs. Tic Tac UFO, seen in 2004 by Commander David Fravor, who has subsequently you know, made the rounds of various shows, giving interviews about the experience of chasing a UFO in a fighter jet, which sounds fun as hell. And then there was the Go Fast and Gimbal UFOs, which were both filmed in 2015. 
all three videos show shapes in the air that are doing seemingly impossible things, flying and turning faster than should be possible, giving weird temperature readings, hovering, diving into the ocean from the air, all things that are very UFO-like. It's one of those things where I can understand ufologists like just like losing their fucking minds because people have been saying they've been seeing this shit for ages, whatever it is, and it's not until like a dude with a crew cut and the fucking New York Times get in on it that it's anything more than like the reason, you know, you're broken single. Fucking so yeah, it goes. Yeah, right? People move on from it so quickly. It's like, hey, UFOs are real and people are like, that's nice. Yeah. Have you seen the masked singer? Like... Yeah, do you... I mean, that, that's why I wanted to do this story first, because, like, with all the weirdness that happened in the world this last year, like, there's some shit that just kind of got buried. But also, like, if you are someone who's into ufology and you hear, yeah, like, <laughs> ufology, ufology, uh, I like ufology just because it sounds sillier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more fun to say. It is. Then, you know, the Navy saying, hey, yeah, UFOs are real. You're just like, okay, I know. And? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're still unidentified, though. What the fuck are they? Can you tell me that? Otherwise, I don't I don't care. And also, I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, there's good reason. I don't trust them. Like, like since the those videos came out, the Navy pivoted from, you know, denying the video's legitimacy to then saying, yes, the videos are real, but don't worry about what it's showing. And then they straight up confirmed that they don't know what the flying objects, uh, sorry, aerial phenomena are, which is nuts. But that sort of seems to have gotten lost in the shuffle. Like the Navy literally came out and said, yeah, those are showing unidentified aerial phenomena. We don't know what that is. Yes, we don't know what that is. That's our statement. We yeah. don't know anything about what that is. Just the same as you. Okay, go back to your normal life now. Yeah, yeah. But then something weird happened. We're not going to really talk about the Navy UFO videos here, nor are we talking about the secret Pentagon UFO program. That's been covered quite a lot, but there's a lesser known, more recent, and possibly stranger uh, side to the Navy's... It's pretty well known at this point, although like my perception of what is well known and what isn't is very skewed by the things that I'm interested in, because yeah, I'm yeah. sure like if I talk to my mom about it, she'd be like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so. What we're talking about is that from 2016 through 2019, a series of bizarre patents were filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office on behalf of Naval Air Command. These patents show what can be best be described as sci-fi UFO bullshit and associated nonsense, including things like a force field, a small-scale nuclear fusion reactor, and a hybrid vehicle that can fly through air, sea, and space with zero resistance. I have a beginning theory, a working theory of something that has been percolating in my mind due to my obsession with time travel. So let's say in the future... These things are possible, they're already made, and maybe the United States didn't make them, but maybe like another country made them or something. And maybe we figured out time travel by then or something like that. And someone, you know, draws up the plans for these things that exist in the future, and they time travel back to now, and they're like, okay, let's patent it now, okay? <laughs> Just to like get ahead all right yeah. we're, we're gonna patent it right now just to get ahead of any other country that might build this in the future yeah i mean well that's sort of that's one of the or not the time travel stuff but the, the <laughs> patent before someone can get to it in the future yeah, that's the one of the explanations theoretically here. like this might exist so we're gonna patent it now like yeah. maybe it won't 
But, you know, I, I like uh, to think that th- maybe there's a time travel element to it. But maybe. maybe since they traveled back, they split apart from, you know, the universe where that thing was developed. And now we're in a different one. Right, right. We don't quite know how the time travel bullshit resolves its uh, yeah. the paradoxes. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it just doesn't. Yeah. You know, like it's, just, it's all just need confusion. To worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm very confused. But hold on to that thought though, because we're gonna get we're gonna get back to that. So all these patents were filed by the same engineer, one Dr. Salvatore Caesar Pais. 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 Paisana. No, I don't think he's Italian. Uh-oh. <laughs> you sounded like my uncle there. <laughs> <laughs> these patents all rely on a heretofore unheard of phenomenon called predictably the Pais effect. And upon being rejected for, you know, being impossible, all these uh, patents were vouched for by top Navy brass, first as being more possible than the patent examiner knew, and then as being, end quote, operable, meaning that the Navy says they had seen this technology in demonstration. Okay. As as we're going to learn, it's actually a lot more bizarre than the Navy having some crazy shit we don't know exists. That's a given. So there's patents that exist. Yes. And... It's said that they are operable. Yes. Okay, not theoretical. That's one statement. Then there is a few other statements. Okay. Does it say that on the patents themselves? No. How do we read patent? Um, It's just like, it's like a blueprint. So the source I'm using is the absolutely fantastic investigative journalism that's been conducted on this topic over the last two years by Brett Tingley and Tyler Rogaway over at thedrive.com. So I'll link to their articles and on this stuff in the show notes. There's like five or six articles spanning like uh, the two years they were working on it. If you want more military acronyms than like we can ethically bring to a podcast, go read those articles because I'm just not doing that. I'm not saying all the acronyms. It'll get too confusing. I hate it. It's probably best to start by talking about the patents themselves. Yes. In no particular order, uh, there was a, end quote, high frequency gravitational wave generator, a, end quote, compact nuclear fusion reactor, a ultra high intensity electromagnetic field generator that's the the force field that can like repel asteroids they said a room temperature superconductor and a craft using an inertial mass reduction device meaning that it has some way of reducing its mass and yeah that's just it's silly um (laughs) without going into too much detail i'm trying to as you list them in my brain i'm trying to imagine what could that mean you're gonna be saying that a lot because, yeah. like, that's what everybody looking at this is saying. Right? I don't have a degree in physics. I... I'm not sure Salvador does either. Right? <laughs> is he even a real person? Here's the thing. Like, in the age of the internet, if there's only, like, one picture of you online, that's suspicious. Are you it a real is. person? Yeah, man. Or, like, who is that man? Uh, Brett Tingley did find a fucking... Uh, a review for an Amazon... A book on Amazon written, like, years before this shit happened that was written by salvador caesar pais uh, he's a time traveler he might he's weird man he also he'll we'll get to how he signs his emails later he's on. a time traveler using a fake name probably that's um, my theory you can quote me on that they will <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah i honestly like after going into all this shit, like I'm starting to think that the the big capital T they might be like the right way to refer to whatever the fuck we're talking about. Right, it's I don't its know own anymore. entity right now. So, like, without going into too much detail, all of these patents would represent like insane jumps in science. The high frequency gravitational wave generator, 
For example, although we think there's a good chance gravity is a wave, we're still not entirely sure exactly what gravity is, let alone how to generate it. A room temperature superconductor is like a holy grail of science and would be one of the primary enablers of like... I love that. Holy grail. Yeah. That is very pointed language. When I looked it up, I I found that um, phrase coming up a lot. Yeah. Like when I look up nuclear fusion, like on YouTube, I remember this video came up that was like the holy grail of energy. It's yeah. this term that keeps coming up that I think is, it's very purposeful. Because it could be like, that kind of tech could be like the savior of humanity. It would be. Yeah. It would be. And wouldn't it you know, people say, oh, well, th we don't want free energy because it's so profitable for people to, you know, have a monopoly on oil. But like, is it? Because I imagine it costs a lot to get the oil and manufacture it and ship it and et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't it really be a lot more cost effective to just not have to worry about an energy source? They're working on that. Like, there's a there's a company in England that has uh, they're actually ahead of schedule in building a fusion reactor. It should be online by 2030. They say it's like it's on track. That's kind of, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's gonna be online in like 2030. Like, mm -hmm. both these that like especially the room temperature superconductor and nuclear fusion reactors that would be like the primary enablers of future tech. Like full on Isaac Asimov's wet dream sci-fi bullshit future tech, and. These motherfuckers just drop these casually in some, in some patents. They just sent, mm -hmm. sent them in. But all of these patents, they're also interrelated. They're all linked by two things. One is the last patent I mentioned, the, uh, end quote, craft using an inertial mass reduction device. Um, that This was the first patent filed in 2016. Uh, and this thing is a cylindrical hybrid vehicle that is claimed to be able to travel through air, water, and space at supersonic speeds, turning and stopping on a dime instantaneously. In other words, just like the things in the Navy UFO videos. It uses all of the other tech in the later patents to do this, which are themselves outside the realm of known physics, but they all allegedly make use of the same phenomenon. The Pais effect, as described by Salvatore Caesar Pais, is the, in quote, controlled motion of electrically charged matter from solid to plasma via accelerated spin and or accelerated vibration under rapid yet smooth acceleration, deceleration, acceleration transients. Salvatore Pais claims this effect can generate extremely powerful electromagnetic fields and, end quote, engineer the fabric of our reality at the most fundamental level. Now, if that doesn't make a lick of sense to you, don't worry, you're not alone. <laughs> Literally good. every scientist who's looked at this stuff says it's complete nonsense techno battle. Okay. Yeah. But I do know that, like, there is such thing as, like, non-Hertzian energy. You know, when we think of energy, we think of stuff and that's Hertzian, like in Hertz, yeah. the waves and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. there's also, like, Nikola Tesla, I know, had a different theory of energy. Yeah. So theoretically, like it's it's not so it's not such a stretch of the mind to think that such a thing could be possible, sort of this a free source of energy. And why shouldn't it be? Because, uh, you know, the Earth itself is an electromagnetic conductor. So why shouldn't we be able to sort of figure out how to just uh, use that to power everything? Straight up. And like the, the interesting thing is that like all the scientists who looked at this shit, they didn't say that like they they could never see these things being invented. They said mm -hmm. like, oh, no, like. Not only are these things like totally possible in the future, our world just but, like, isn't built for it right now. Right, and like, but all. also like the way that Pais is like describing getting there, that's also probably the road you would take to get there. However, he's just fucking using words wrong. 
He's just straight up using words wrong and shit. Uh, do you think English is his first language? Uh, you know. Do you think he's a robot? Oh my god. That is like something I did think of, was that English might not be his first language. I mean, that might clear up why but, some of his language doesn't make perfect sense. That's true. But science is also like pretty precise and like that you'd think yeah. that those would be the things that you uh you know would want to get your i don't know i'm not a scientist <laughs> i'm barely a podcaster yeah uh, let's go back to to when this patent was filed the craft using an inertial mass reduction device the ufo here's brett tingley's explanation of how this thing does what it do quote the concept is fairly simple although the engineering required to make it a reality is anything but. All matter contains energy on the quantum level. By theoretically creating its own incredibly dense and polarized energy field, the hybrid crafts claim to be able to create a quantum vacuum around itself, which allows it to repel any air or water molecules with which it interacts. Thus, the craft can essentially ignore aerodynamic or hydrodynamic forces, or so it is claimed in the patent. In other words, if you can A, create a room temperature superconductor capable of storing an incredibly high amount of energy, and B, get the energy field created by that superconductor moving at incredibly high speeds around or within the craft, you can create a polarized energy vacuum around it, which allows it to basically ignore the energy of the air or water around it, thereby removing its own inertia and mass from the equation. Simple enough, right? Well, believe it or not, it, it's not. It's not simple yeah, at all. No. The thing about patents is you can patent things that don't exist yet, but they need to be possible. And that's the trouble these ran into at the patent office. Patent examiner uh, Philip Bonzel rejected the patents on the grounds that there's no such thing as a repulsive EM energy field and that it required more magnetic force than a magnetar, which is uh, a type of neutron star. Wow, the guy at the patent office knows a lot about <laughs> about I mean, this stuff, huh? Uh, or do they have like lawyers that fact check everything? Or something? yeah, I mean, they have like what the the requirements are that like because you can patent things that haven't been invented yet or built yet. Uh huh. But they have to like the patents themselves have to be so that an expert in the field could build the device with the instructions. Okay. You know. Yeah, here it is. It says examiner further stated that the claims contain sub subject matter which was not described in the specification in such a way as to enable one skilled in the art to which it pertains or with which it is most nearly connected to make and or use the invention. Oh, I hate legalese. Yeah, it's very confusing. What they're saying is that, like, no one, like, okay, you put this down on paper, but, like, no one could build this. So what the fuck? Like, yeah. So, but this is when... Well, what if it's supposed to be hard to, like, decipher? Right. You know, like, uh, since it... Patents can be sort of accessed by anyone. Wouldn't it be dangerous if sort of this uh, technology was accessible to anyone to just recreate? Shouldn't there be parts of it missing? To, well, I don't know. We'll get to why that's all real weird later on. Because okay. that is a very good question. If this was like tech that could change the world, why you just, why can I look it up on Google Patents? Right. You know? So, but, you know, so they rejected this patent, and this is when Chief Technical Officer of Naval Air Command, Dr. James Sheehy, wrote a letter to the USPTO. And while they agreed that the technology described therein was not possible at present, they claimed that Salvador Pais was conducting experiments uh, at the time which proved the viability of these technologies. And what's more, that the Chinese have been investing heavily in this technology, and if we don't build UFOs, we're going to have to rent UFOs from the Chinese for exorbitant prices. Oh, of course. Yeah, which was like... I, I paraphrased it, but it was literally like it wasn't a military thing. They're like, we're going to have to pay through the nose for this tech time if we don't build it. Yeah. Um, so we don't know whether it was like the fear of the Chinese that got it pushed through or what. Maybe one of the men in black showed up at the I US mean, patent office. Is, could, could the Chinese just be trolling us? That's the thing. Who's trolling who? Uh, 
And we don't know what it was they got it accepted, but they eventually accepted it. For the latter patents, though, um, the ones that are like the patents for the room temperature superconductor, the patents for the small-scale nuclear fusion reactor that you know sits in this vehicle, all those, it wasn't so simple as just like getting your boss to write a letter saying, no, nah, it's good for it. Like the next series of patents included the gravitational wave generator. Like the patent office was just like, no, you, you can't, you can't do that. Because it doesn't exist. It, yeah, they were just weren't having the bullshit anymore. Um, Brett Tingley and Tyra Rogaway, they got a bunch of documents uh, via the Freedom of Information Act that shows like the exchanges between the uh, Naval Air Command and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and also like internal emails in uh, Naval Air Command, specifically at the uh, Pax River Air Base. They believe what they're saying. Like the the internal emails are like don't worry, Salvatore, like, you know, we'll get it through. Like, don't worry. Uh-huh. Like, they're like encouraging this dude. You know, they're, they're you know, sending emails to the U.S. Uh, Patent and Trademark Office where they're like, no, we have this, t- this technology is operable. We, and that's a very specific word. That means it works. It's here. Right. So is there a possibility, especially since when you look at these patents, I notice that there's no size specifications on them, which I find right. very interesting because that, that means that it could be microscopic or like it could be huge. It could, we don't know how big a little it is. remote control drone. Yeah, it could be a super teeny tiny little thing. So if we're releasing these patents and saying like, yeah, they're operable, could we be purposely wasting other people's time? He might be onto something there. By releasing patents that, like, we know they won't work. (laughs) And we know we're also not including important information such as uh, size specifications. So could that be, like, a thing? I think think you could definitely be onto something there. You know, because the other other thing is that there's this thing called the Invention Privacy Act of 1951, or maybe it's Invention Secrecy Act, but it basically gives the military the right to file patents privately. Mm -hmm. So precisely for what you were saying earlier, this crazy technology, you're just going to let any asshole take a look at it. It's like we have a law that allows them not to do it. It almost seems like we're inviting um, other countries to be like, hey, look at this super cool technology that we figured out. Yeah. You should probably catch up to us and waste some of your time trying to recreate it, huh? Yeah. Wink, wink. But like the internal emails, though, it shows that like the... The Pax River Invention Evaluation Board and Naval Air Command, they're not only aware of these patents, but like had signed off on them. There's like internal discussions about like it really looks like they're like encouraging uh Pais as as in like, don't, you know, don't worry, doctor. Your your research is good. We'll get these things through. It's very, very strange. But it's it's super curious because Every scientist who has taken a look at these things has the same reaction. Brett Tingley gives examples of physicists who he reached out for, to for comment. Each one of them says that, as I was saying earlier, like the theoretical framework that Paiste is describing is, yeah, probably how you would get to a super cool UFO-looking hybrid craft. That's mm-hmm. probably how you get to room temperature superconducting. However, the way Salvatore Paiste describes the technicals is nonsense. Each one of the scientists Tingley spoke to says that the way Pais writes is absolute nonsensical technobabble. Uh, yeah. Carl Willis, a nuclear engineer and reactor supervisor at the University of New Mexico, who also serves as senior research engineer for Virus Research, a company working on an advanced dense plasma-focused fusion neutron source for the Army. I don't know what that okay. means. Don't know. No, no clue. All right. That means free energy source. I, I mean, think. some crazy... Bu- he's working on some crazy bullshit, too. <laughs> and... Uh, it's- yeah, it's psychobabble yeah. to me. He says, and uh, quote, Pais's work is a, quote, classic case of pathological science. 
Willis says it contains invented jargon, nonsensical statements, weak or absent evidence of an informed theoretical basis, and, and quote, overabundance of nebulous adjectives and adverbs instead of meaningful quantities in technical writing, and lots of statements made in passing that seem to contradict basic okay. and accepted physics. So maybe it exists just to confuse people like you and me. Mm-hmm. And make us be like, huh? What is that? And then yeah. and we, we get all distracted by that. Yeah. And we're like, oh, take us down the UFO rabbit hole, even though there's nothing in there. You know, people might say that, like, well, maybe Salvador Pace is just a con man, right? Like, maybe yeah, he just or, took these guys for a ride. Or he's just, um, like, a puppet. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't even exist. He's just a, you know. He does seem to be a real person. He, he definitely does seem to be a real person employed by Naval Air Command at Pax River Air Base in Maryland, which is one of the top test sites for the Navy. And he's been like, record show, he's been there for a while, but way before any of this. He's got articles published in journals, but that's it. Like, there's no interviews, no social media presence, nothing. He just has his the name, you know, on certain things. But there is like that Amazon book review that isn't like this technical thing. And he signed it in the same way he signed his... Uh, Emails. It's weird, dude. It's it's super strange. And he, he seems to have connections to other players in the game of spooky science. He often cites uh, Dr. Harold Putoff in his articles. And this surprised me because I know that name very well. And it doesn't have anything to do with propulsion systems or UFOs. Hal Putoff was part of the CIA and Army Intelligence research into remote viewing and psychic phenomenon, Project Stargate and Project Jedi, respectively, which we will cover at a later date. But I didn't, I didn't know this, but Hal Putoff is now chief science officer at To The Stars Academy. The, oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. The weird oh, company put together by former Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLonge and former head of A-TIP, the Pentagon Secret UFO program. I have a lot to say about program. that, but yep. I won't right now. Give us a taste. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Give us a hot take. Oh, they're just fucking with the poor yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. They're just fucking with the uh, yes, poor guy. Exactly. And they're fucking with all of us, too. Yeah. They're like, yeah, Tom DeLong, you're into aliens. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You're right. Yep. You're right. And we're going to feed you some of the secrets. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, and the fact that like the whole thing about To the Stars is we're going to drip feed the public by putting real information into sci-fi movies and uh, books and media. Like, what a way to mind fuck people. Seriously. Like, you're really better off, like, just not buying into it because if true terrifying yeah. um if not true also kind of terrifying i don't want to watch any sci-fi movie produced by to the stars and think like oh they're you know this is proof of actual stuff that they're keeping secret from us right. like that's not a great way to view media no. that would make it perhaps more entertaining but also uh scarier you know yeah. And you know, what's weird is that um, To The Stars Academy says they're also working on a uh, on a vehicle that looks and sounds exactly like the uh, craft using an inertial mass reduction device that Salvatore Pais patented. Like, they have a, like, press kit for it, To The Stars Academy. Fucking strange. Uh, you and know? I'll point out again, it's also exactly what, like, David Fravor saw in 2004. It's so interesting how my paranoia can both be like, I don't know, it makes me more skeptical and less skeptical at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's possible that like the government could perhaps be really, really messing with people's mind in this way. 
like probably not to me personally, but definitely on a mass scale. It's just my interest in conspiracy theory that draws my attention to how much it's being done. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's that there's that asshole uh, Darren Brown, the mentalist. That's what got me into hypnosis at yeah, first, yeah. is his specials. Yeah, I haven't seen it because like, um, I heard about the, the thing he did to that kid made him think he was going to be apocalypse. I've watched that special Dude, that, and it is It pisses me off terrifying. so much. And the thing is, like, at the end, the kid was just like, oh, yeah, haha, I'm a better person now. But when you I, I watched like the whole thing and I thought, like, if this happened to me, I would never know what's real or not anymore. Yeah. Like ever, I would have no idea what is, what yeah. is real and what isn't. No, like that's dangerous. Like that is that's yeah. fucking with things you should not be. Uh, to anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Darren Brown's a mentalist. He had these specials. He's popular in the UK. He's yeah. British, I do believe. Yeah. I do believe that's not British at all. <laughs> it's just like that's generic rich. Yeah, <laughs> that was like Southern Belle. <laughs> I first watched his Netflix special where he tried to convince people to push someone off of the roof of a building top. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, he like, so he uses like mentalist techniques to... And hypnotism. And hypnotism to mess with people. The one we were talking about earlier, uh, they're a bad kid. He was being a bad kid, and so Darren Brown set up this... He didn't appreciate his life enough. Yeah. Or his parents enough. So Darren Brown set up this whole fucking... He was on his way to a concert. He was in the bus with his friend or his brother, I do believe. They're on their way to a concert and the bus breaks down. There's all these pyrotechnic. Also, they hacked this kid's phone leading up to this event. So they keep hacking his phone and the radio and the TV to sort of implant the idea that this asteroid is going to hit Earth and like destroy society. What the fuck? Yeah. So, like, for the weeks leading up to this bus crash, um, he's being sort of fed this idea that it's very possible that an asteroid's going to crash and life as we know it is going to come to an end. So he's on his way to this concert. The world ends. He wakes up and he's in this hospital. And... Uh, he has no fucking idea what happened. He's scared. There's hidden cameras everywhere. He's also been being secretly induced with these hypnotic suggestions the whole time, like through his phone and the television, etc., by Darren Brown. And he was also told by Darren, because he, he initially auditioned for this program, like, oh, I'm interested in being in one of your programs. And he was Word. he was explicitly told, we didn't choose you. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so... So he's in the hospital and this like takes course over a period of days and he thinks that he might not be able to get back home. He doesn't know if his family's still alive. He finds a video camera where he has to record like he records a video to his family not knowing if it will ever reach them and he thinks like oh fuck I might die so I better like you know record my last message to my family and it's like it's so emotional <laughs> and I feel so bad for this kid because it's all fake I, yeah I, what it's the all fuck? fake and he thinks like he might never see his family again he's oh it's so terrible and then it's like haha we got you you better not ever take life for granted again and like i'm sure he won't but shit how is he ever going to trust anything again yeah 
No, for real. Like that's just like that's the stuff damaging. that scares me. Yeah, that's the stuff that I think like feeds into my paranoia because I've watched every Darren Brown special there is because I think it's like so fascinating oh, how hypnotism can be used to alter a person that way. He also had one special where um, he trained a guy to like assassinate a known figure like against his will. Jesus. I forget what that, like, who he... <laughs> Don't fuck with that. Like, that's, that's it's, serious it's power. Also, yeah, he trained a guy to assassinate Stephen Fry. Are you... Stephen Fry? Yeah, right? Come on. I know. Like, you could assassinate better people than that. And you, and you also, like, literally put that, implanted that idea... That idea like, in, in the mass audience. If Stephen Fry gets got, like, we know whose fault it is now. Yeah, but it just it demonstrates how uh, powerful mind control is as a yeah, tool, man. or just how powerful illusion is and like theatrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's just that's a Netflix special, right? Like, I mean, that's I mean that's the stay right now before we ever actually talk about it. But like, that's my theory on Bob Lazar is that he's being fucked with. Like he was he wasn't oh, yeah. working on UFOs; he he's was working just on paper mache. Paul Benowitz. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Being messed with. Yeah, and Tom DeLong too. Yeah, and like you know, I I do think that like this navy ufo shit is part of that like psyop because we know it's there's netflix specials about how fucking possible it is oh surely especially because um so for the assassination darren brown special they took a guy that had no idea how to shoot a gun and uh they hypnotized him basically saying like you're a top assassin you can you you get the target every time you are a trained at this you're an expert and then they do like a before and after he was hypnotized and like yeah he's amazing at shooting a gun after so that like told me hey there's a component to hypnosis that's real which is what made me start looking into like oh hey i'm i'm afraid of driving and i can't stop biting my nails maybe hypnosis would be good for that yeah i mean you know what it is it's it's power and it can be used you know it can be used for good or bad, but if you know you're like the government is doing that on a mass scale to sort of like bend minds in one direction or the other, it it just proves to me how easy that is. Yeah. It's the fact that it is so easy and now like accepted as as possible that you know makes me just like know that it's that's just being used all the time. And I mean, like mm-hmm. one Propaganda. thing I just, I just put together was that fucking Hal Putoff. He's a parapsychologist. Why is he involved in this? Because there's clearly a psychological component mm-hmm. somewhere here. It's clearly about that somewhere. Yes. Getting back to Salvatore, maybe it's Salvatore being fucked with? Because it sounds like he believes what the hell he's he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Brett Tingley got a statement from him. Oh, no shit. Yeah, a, a couple months ago. This was in like January. So yeah, Brett's been covering this since like June of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and he now finally gets a statement from Salvatore, from the man himself, like, in January. It's ridiculous. Just get, get ready. Okay. Okay, here, here we go, the man himself. The fact that my work on the design of a compact fusion reactor was accepted for publication in such a prestigious journal as IEEE-TPS should speak volumes as to its importance and credibility. Count the logical fallacies in this. Just keep running to, okay. And should eliminate or at least alleviate all misconceptions you or any other person may have in regard to the veracity or possibility of my advanced physics concepts. Mr. Tingley, do you realize that my work culminates in the enablement of the Pais effect, 
original physical concept. The Pais effect comprises the generation of extremely high electromagnetic energy fluxes and hence high local energy densities generated by controlled motion of electrically charged matter from solid to plasma states subjected to accelerated vibration and or accelerated spin via rapid acceleration transients. Such high energy EM radiation can locally interact with the vacuum energy state, VES, the VES being the fifth state of matter, fifth essence, fifth essence, fifth essence, quintessence. In other words, the fundamental structure, foundational framework, from which everything, capitalized, else, space-time included in our quantum reality, emerges. The engineering of the Pais effect can give rise to the enablement of macroscopic quantum coherence, which, if you have closely been following my work, you understand the importance of. No. <laughs> I must stress... And all this work, patents, patent applications, and technical papers was conducted as a Navair NOCAD employee, and that my current position with Navy SSP has absolutely no bearing or in any way, shape, or form has anything to do with this advanced physics work. Thank you for your interest in my physics concepts, and try to keep an open mind in regard to my work. Respectfully, Sal, Salvatore Caesar Pais, PhD, ADMMXIX. Good lord. He ends it with the date in fucking Roman numerals. Good lord. It's such bullshit. I it's feel all like such bullshit. The Pais effect is like what I feel right now. I think so. That. Like, the, yeah. like the Pais effect is like, <laughs> it's what you feel when you don't know if something is total bullshit or not. You don't know who's fucking with you. Yeah. You know somebody's You're fucking like, with so you. Someone's fucking with me. That's the Pais effect. I, oh, <laughs> really though. And it's like. And is that creating sort of like a quantum generated field or vacuum in the room? It could be. Well, dude, I think I feel it. Gnosis, right? Like undirected belief. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) The unknown. It's truly like the unknown right in front of your face. And like Like, maybe that generates a weird energy that they're harvesting with their cell phones. Right. The birds. <laughs> the birds aren't real. The birds are cameras. It's so it's weirdly passive aggressive and just like filled with fallacies. Like the appeal to authority of that. Well, it was published in this prestigious journal, so it must be true. It feels like, silly. Yeah, it feels fucking silly. And it feels really it's silly. It's padded out with more nonsense talking about than a Doctor Who episode. So Pais uh, gave Brett this statement in January of this year, 2021. Then in March... The Navy finally answered Tingley's request for comment also. Mm-hmm. He actually got a fucking statement from the Navy. They answered specifically regarding a high-energy force field generator that Pais had patented. Here's what they had to say. The high-energy electromagnetic field generator testing occurred from October 2016 through September 2019. The cost was $508,000 over the course of three years. That's cheap. Yeah. Around 90% of the total, 462000 was for salaries. While okay. the rest was used for equipment, test preparation, testing, and assessment. Like, that's not a lot of money. No. Like, 38 what were grand, they, like, to build what a... What were they doing? Trying to build a high-energy electromagnetic field generator for 38 grand. You're out of your fucking mind. I bet... It's have you ever seen the, the show, The OA, where it's, like, yeah, just a bunch yeah. of people doing, like, like body movements? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet, like, that's what they were spending the money on. It's just, it's just a, dancing in the yeah, field. It's just, like, a group of eight people in a room, like, trying to do the movements to open up the portal. And they're like, I, we'll see. Jesus Christ. I don't, that's what I imagine, because yeah. that's really cheap. Yeah, that's about the cost of a, you know... Uh, gorilla dance studio. Yes. And I don't know, like theater grade <laughs> mats or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So when NOCAD concluded testing 
in September 2019, the Pais effect could not be proven. No further research has been conducted. The project has not transitioned to any other government or civilian organization. The latest on Dr. Pais, this is still the Navy. You might remember that he left NAWCAD in June 2019 and moved to the Navy's Strategic Systems Programs Organization. I found that he transferred to the U.S. Air Force this month. Oh, God. He's gone. He's at the Air Force now. Well, that's where he belongs. Yeah. That's where the real creepy stuff happens. So he's not at the Navy anymore. They didn't prove the Pais effect. They waste half a million dollars, which is not a lot of money for them. Most of it's been on salary. So is this just some nonsense? So Maybe. But the thing is, I don't need the government to tell me that there's aliens under the ocean. I know there is. What about the fucking UFOs? The actual right. ones yeah. that we saw. Like, so the, none of this shit works. These fucking Salvador is talking nonsense. This shit's silly. It's probably a side. But wait, what about the videos of the fucking UFOs? Like, those are, those are real. Those were things. Like, whether they were drones from China or Russia or fucking Elon Musk or fucking aliens from Venus or interdimensional biblical angels. Who the fuck knows? But, like, those videos are actually real from mm -hmm. 2015, 2004. And, like, there's a lot more. There's been all these stories about the Navy, like, creating new guidelines for pilots to report UFO sightings and shit. And also, like, people see weird shit. Like, I don't know what they are, but people see weird shit. They um, sure do. I see weird shit. So, like, what the fuck's going on with these like, the thing is, like, we see these patents and our initial reaction is to be like, oh, so that's what the UFOs are, right? Or it's putting that idea into a bunch of people's heads right. and thinking maybe someday someone will see this and create something that looks kind of like it. Like, just kind of happened. implanting that idea in the collective conscious and doing sort of oh, some Jesus. predictive programming. Oh, no. Like, they're trying to keep the timelines intact by, like... <laughs> Get, oh, God. I don't know. Oh, no. I didn't even think of this. Predictive programming. But, but so, yeah, so, like, why were these patents filed publicly? As I mentioned earlier, the Invention Secrecy Act of 1951 gives them the right to file patents privately without the public ever being aware of it or having access to them. So they just throw these up public. That it, it all, like, the technology described within these things has far more applications than just what's been described in these patents. Like, it would fix all our shit. One of these things would fix all our shit. You know, what's funny. When I was a kid, I always thought like, oh, yeah, by the time I'm driving, like, I don't have to worry about raising gas prices because <laughs> we're all going to have solar powered cars yeah. by the time I turn Hell 16, yeah. which would be in like um, 2010. Uh, the gag is I'm almost 26 and I still don't have my license. <laughs> but I thought, surely, like, our cars are going to be solar powered. No biggie. No. How optimistic of me. Yeah. I thought, we're going to figure out this solar en energy, like, free energy thing. No, we just got nah. Sal Pais fucking with our heads. Nah. That's the best we got. And real UFO videos. God damn it. Yeah, no, we got screwed out of the future. Really? There's still more future. There's still more future, yeah. To, to mess with. And there's still fucking UFOs. I mean, at the end of all this... Yeah, we could like, hop into a different multiverse any second. This shit being whatever it is still doesn't explain the UFOs. My, pers my personal theory is that the Navy, like the, the UFO footage is real and no one knows what those things are. They don't, like, they have literally no idea whether it's terrestrial or fucking extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. And... They can't admit that, that like, 
We don't know. They don't fucking yeah. know. So they have to like put this shit out there that it's just vague enough that if another country was responsible for these things, they would think that that the U.S. knows what they're up to. Mm-hmm. By reading these things, they'd be like, oh shit, the U.S. is on to us. Like, but they're clearly just making these bullshit patents because they're not actually going to reveal this information. But they know that we know that they know that we know that type I know of... that you know yeah. that I know that you know it's all so confusing it's it really it really boggles my mind yeah i don't know <sighs> like what conclusion do i make other than i like to believe that there are interdimensional entities and they like some humans and i'm one of the humans they like <laughs> that's what i like to think I, you know what i think i agree with you yeah. There are extra dimensional entities. They like some humans. I don't know. And Call you're one it, of them. You know, maybe that extra dimensional entity is just like the egregore that is the U.S. military. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. But I feel like there's so many things that are thrown at us intended to confuse and distract. And I'm over here just like, all right, yeah. what? That's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, of course, like we don't. And if they're confusing us, distracting us, like how how can I sit here and say that these UFO videos are real? I don't fucking know. I have we no don't idea. know. We I, do not know. I know how to use Premiere Pro, kinda. Like, but mm. I don't know how to. You know, I don't know how to tell if that's actually. I, but even if they are faked, uh, it's like for what reason would you mislead the public like that? What is the what is with the heavy-handed approach to like UFO? Yeah. Media because there's so much UFO media, especially on History Channel. Yeah. Like conspiracy media in general, it's you can't really look anywhere without finding some. Yeah, I mean, well, I was actually, I was listening to uh, Lex Friedman's podcast uh, the other day. He was talking to uh, Sagar and Jetty, who is um, political uh, correspondent. He does the show uh, Rising with Crystal Ball, which is actually her name. It's pretty fantastic. Crystal Ball, that's yeah. a great name. Sagar and Jetty is this guy who, he's a political correspondent. He's like young. He's like my age, I think. 30 or so. And, uh, you know, he on his show, he takes like the, the buttoned up kind of conservative position on things you know and he was saying that like one of the things that happened weirdly in the last year was uh that he believes in ufos now and it is open to the idea of aliens where he never was before but he really believes i think most people do dude it's crazy most people believe that aliens are a possibility ufos are a possibility you would be foolish to like not believe right that there's stuff in the sky that you don't know what it is like i don't I don't, I'm not an expert about what's in the sky. I could see a plane and not know what it is. It's just unidentified, right? <laughs> I mean, the, I'll go as far to say that I know for a fact that weird shit happens. Yes. But I will go no further. Like, that, at this point, that's the only fucking thing I know. <laughs> I don't know why, but I know that it does. And I know that I'm curious to hear more about that. Yeah. Like, I want to hear about other people that have similar experiences to mine so we can maybe figure out what do we have in common that makes this possible. I am consumed by a pathological need to poke the bear every chance I get. So, I don't know. I think, you know what? That's that's a pretty good explanation of what this podcast is going to be about. Let's weird, poke the bear. Weird shit happens. Let's poke the bear and fucking see what see what we <laughs> can get into. Yeah, let's see what happens. I'm willing to, you know, take it take it deep, <laughs> <laughs> figuratively and literally. But really, um, I don't know. Just like 
stuff that happens where people don't know why really fascinates me. And you could come up with reasons why, but it's the stuff that there are multiple reasons um, that fascinate me where like you don't know why that weird thing happened to you or like why that coincidence seemed so perfect at the time that it did like is that chance is it luck is it coincidence is it god is it is it all the same thing you know what is that is that a little wink from the universe that you're where you're meant to be i don't know i guess like that's up to every individual to decide yeah that's the answer to that is definitely that's that's yours and that's yes. it's it's only yours i think mm-hmm. that's that's one of the like the beautiful you know sort of mystic things about yeah about all this yeah fucking ufos ufos i think their unknown nature is what kind of like represents the human condition it's like something that we're all plagued by is that sense of unknown yeah like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what what that is, you know, that that unknown thing that kind of looms over us. But we're all sort of either I guess you could be victim to it or you could just be an observer of it, whatever you feel at the moment. But we all have to face that unknown thing. And that's that can be really terrifying. But it can also offer room for imagination and creativity. And you can weave your own story about what it is that makes you feel more at home in the universe and more curious about life. You know, I like to think of the unknown things in the sky or the stars almost like, you know, my faraway homeland. Like, hey... You're going to return to us one day. Hope so. I hope I get to be the captain of a spaceship. I hope I get to be dust. <laughs> Honestly, what what oh, better yeah. privilege? I just want to be dust. Be space dust? Yeah. I think you can be space dust one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> In fact, I think it's almost a certainty. I don't even have to be, try. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So I might as well be happy about it. I'm just going to return to the grand old cosmos. You think Salvatore Pais thinks about space dust? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think... I don't no fucking idea. Know. Because the thing is, if the military's looking into it, they're probably figuring out how can we use this for warfare. They're probably not thinking about, you know, what does this mean for the place of my soul in eternity? Oh, just wait till we get to the, um, you know, we inevitably talk about Skinwalker Ranch and Bob Bigelow and the report that got leaked last year by Popular Mechanics from Bob... Bob Bigelow's group that was on Skinwalker Ranch, they were sending reports back to the military, and the these leaked documents show that um, the military was looking into, and quote, paranormal weaponry. Those words, which is just about weaponry. the coolest and the most fucking terrifying shit I've if ever heard If you fuck with of. someone's mind, you got them. Yeah. Like, if you alter their perception of reality, they are your puppet forever. You know, mm-hmm. you got him hook, line, and sinker. So I guess, is that a paranormal weapon? It's something that's unseen and improvable almost. So yeah. if if you make it imperceptible to anyone else, then I guess that is kind of paranormal. Ecological warfare. Yeah. 
What's the difference between paranormal and psychological? Paranormal What's warfare the is they throw a Bigfoot at you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll keep them distracted in the woods of Oregon. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Nonsense Bazaar. Again, I'm Sequoia Kennedy. I'm Willow Truman. And we'll be back next week. I hope you join, join us again. Thank you so much. Peace out. Peace out.